Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Spotlight. I'm Zach Bentley, Senior Reporter at Infrastructure Investor. With interest in the infrastructure debt space soaring over the past 18 months, I sat down with Matthew Wade, Director of Debt Investments with IFM Investors in New York. I began by asking him what he attributes some of the recent successes of the infrastructure debt space to. I think that uh, we start to see a pickup, and I think it's because they've recognised that, that the current yield and performing aspects of the asset class and its lower correlation to the wider macroeconomic environment, and it certainly you know attracted people. I think there's just been a confluence of factors, people recognising it's a stable defensive asset class, given what we've seen here in, in the macroeconomic environment, plus just a lot of tailwinds issuance, and it's a good source of current yield. I think that LPs and investors have recognised how attractive the asset class can be. Wade says this success was despite the impact COVID-19 had on fundraising. I say despite because fundraising obviously was a little more challenging during that environment. I think that a number of portfolio managers were obviously looking quite carefully at the private debt space and the portfolios generally to see how they were going to perform. And so you saw that they were a little bit more delayed in in taking decisions. I think now we've not started to see a recovery there. So I think the caveat I had was it was more from a fundraising perspective. And actually, I think it shone a light on the asset class during the downturn that it is attractive and and can be additive and and complementary to portfolios. While several infrastructure managers have been stepping into the junior debt space, Wade cautions that the story of security isn't always the same in junior debt. I think that we've pointed to equity cushions, sizable from a percentage and dollar perspective, which certainly um, shores up the probability for high recovery story as sponsors will look to defend that equity that they've got in the project. But we do see some LPs looking to higher returns for junior and MAS. But I think from an infrastructure debt perspective, most of the conversations that we do have with LPs are looking for good relative value on a senior debt perspective. We have seen a few projects where they can be a bit more challenged in terms of the thinner equity cushions when you've got kind of MAS or you're in a junior position. I think ourselves and a lot of our peers point to the Moody's study and that you know dates back 20, 30 years, a number of projects and what they have seen is that the lower probability and higher recovery is certainly at the senior debt perspective. That story does you know, erode a little bit once you get into the junior space. Pricing and spreads in the debt market experienced considerable volatility at the start of COVID-19. How is this playing out in the market today? You know, there were some deals where we saw spreads widen out, but I think the vast majority of the sponsors just opted to just delay, defer, amend, extend, etc. And so, yeah, we didn't see a large amount of stress in terms of, you know, what we saw on the new issuance side. We did see some secondary levels drop a little bit in various sectors and liquidity just to dry up a touch. But I think by and large, they have recovered. I think that there is a strong bid and there's healthy demand for infrastructure debt. And I think that has manifested itself that, you know, on the IG side, we're certainly seeing some type spreads. Sub-IG, you know, it depends. We're starting to see, obviously, renewable credit, OPCO, that's relatively tight. But power generation, midstream, other projects, RNG, where you might be taking, you know, a little bit more risk. While SMAs have previously been a more favoured approach for larger investors, 
Wade says that debt funds can be an attractive option for investors new to the market. We are seeing healthy level demand for commingled funds, particularly on the, the sub-investment grade side. On the investment grade side, some of the you know the insurers, the institutionals that are able to put down larger commitments, they do you know still look for bespoke tailored SMA arrangements. But I think that um, you know the commingled fund for certain LPs can provide a, a good entry point for infrastructure for commitments, you know, on the smaller side who, you know, are generally getting their arms around the space, wish to see how it performs, may look to top up add on, you know, in due course versus bespoke SMAs. The other thing is, you know, we we are seeing a lot of some of the insurers, they obviously can go direct as well. And so that trend seems to be certainly continuing a little bit on the IG side. Hence, we are spending a bit more time on the commingled suburban investment grade side where we've seen better relative value over the last 18 months. With sector-specific funds in the market from the likes of Digital Bridge and Copenhagen Infrastructure Partners, I asked Wade how LPs view IFM's broad global offering. I would still characterize it as broad-based interest, but you, you are starting to see certain negative screening for certain sectors. That's a better way of putting it. I think that infrastructure can provide a good ESG you know, entry point. It's obviously easy for people to get associated with renewable energy in that manner. But I think that they are also looking quite carefully up to ESG, not just the E, quite honestly into certain of the sectors. We are definitely starting to see a bit more, you know, a develop the emphasis around midstream credits and gas-fired generation. I think that we still feel as though it's going to be an important proponent of the energy mix, but I would characterise that area as being a less demand than we have seen historically. As inflation worries continue to grow among investors, I concluded by asking ways how he sees it affecting the infrastructure debt space. It has been a question, I think, that's come up certainly with you know LPs in the last six months and how infrastructure can be potentially an inflation hedge. So we're able to point to the pricing power, monopolistic aspects that certain infrastructure transactions can have via you know their revenue concessions, you know utilities. But you know we also point to a number of infrastructure transactions where they've got, whilst they might not be under concessions, they've got certainly other contracts and ways and means to pass those through to the underlying customers and protect against inflation. So that's you know one of the good points. I'd say. One of the challenges and one thing that we look at quite carefully, though, is in construction projects or things that are coming up on near-term completion. But we've got some long-standing relationships out of Europe investing into the U.S., particularly, as I say, on the, the sub-IG side over the last couple of years. And they've been able to attract, you know, good relative value. And that's all for today. If you want to hear more episodes, you can subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Or check us out on PAI Media's various titles online. For Infrastructure Investor, I'm Zach Bentley. Thanks for listening.